In the words of the legendary, the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello dog fans and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast because everything matters, including uh, hosts that can't pronounce the <laughs> words properly on a Friday night. Bear with me. Uh, I'm your host, Hooligan7, joined this evening by Hood Husky. Uh, we may have uh, one or two uh, people join in flight if possible. If not, we'll... We'll uh, hit it quick and hear a lot from Hood on on the recruiting class and kind of where things are with the program, and then we'll be back soon with more content uh, next week or soon thereafter. Hood, how are you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing well, man. I can't complain. Um, you know, uh, it's a national signing just passed, so it's an exciting time. Yeah. Uh, before we get into that topic... Uh, beverages of choice. What, what are you sipping this evening? Oh man, see, I gotta, I gotta be lame again. I initially was gonna commit to commit to some beers, you know, every <laughs> every one, but I'm soft, man. You know, my yeah. my stomach is soft, so I got I got water for you guys. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's been a lot of water though, a lot of water. I, I, yeah, I uh, I've got a little water myself, uh, and then uh, tonight is a little bit of a cheat night. Uh, based on just some crazy circumstances that uh, I wasn't able to cook a home-cooked meal and working on getting back in a little bit better shape, um, eating a little bit better. But uh, I am uh, sipping a, a Lucky Envelope Brewing in collaboration with Highland Brewing, a Water Tiger Cold IPA, uh, and it's pretty damn delicious, I'm not going to lie. It, it sounds delicious, and, and the way I know it's delicious is you stumbled over the introduction, so that's how I know it's really good. <laughs> Sadly, it's like, it's not even half empty, and it's the only alcoholic beverage I'm having this evening, and me stumbling over words is, is not something that needs alcohol to happen. <laughs> you guys should know me all better than that by now. <laughs> Bingo card. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there I go laughing at my own joke. All right, uh, you got any stupid tweets? Oh, actually, what's crazy is that uh, this is something where I've kind of not been on uh, on my game on this one. But uh, I'll have to say, the was it legalized quack? Um, and uh, and was it Dillingham's video? Just saying that if you think of you know, West Coast football, you think of Oregon. Um, you know, and then kind of uses his uh, experience in you know the SEC country to say that think about and you can see he was in mid conversation was trying to convince himself at the same time so yeah that was my stupid tweet man and um it's funny how everybody from california ripped them up but they decided to go after everybody from uw that ripped them up they didn't say anything about usc so it's pretty funny but yeah, yeah. well i i'm i am uh i'm taking a new tack uh, for a while and choosing not to engage quite as much with all them. Yeah. Because I don't particularly enjoy circular conversations where the same damn thing gets said every day. Every time. time. It's ridiculous. Like, Jesus Christ, it's get ridiculous. some new material. And uh, what, I still th what I will say, though, is... Uh, when I think of bad offenses, I think of offensive coordinators whose last name starts with D. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Pause. <laughs> From tragic personal 
<laughs> my favorite program experience. But uh, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see how that that all works out for them. We'll uh, let's get right out. in to signing day. Uh, unfortunately, uh, things have been very busy from my side and haven't had a chance to watch as much film uh, of the full class as I'd like or been able to watch as much film lately. Um, so we're going to lean into to yours. Uh, we'll go just down the the 24-7 list. Um, and we'll start with a guy, uh, you know, that's in one of the two already enrolled, uh, Parker Brailsford out of uh, Saguaro down in Scottsdale. Uh, this is one of the, the prospects homes who I have seen. I'm, uh, I think we've talked, I think we talked about it seven or eight months ago when Parker committed, uh, I couldn't be more excited. Hit the, the mobility, uh, shows a nasty streak. Um, shout out to to his dad, uh, very active in in Husky Parent Twitter, uh, which we love to see. But Hood, uh, go ahead and take it away. Uh, yeah, I mean every everything you said, brother, I, I agree with. Um, he's very athletic for his size, um, and he's an interior offensive lineman, uh, something that we've needed naturally, not a tackle that's been converted into some type of interior lineman. Um, he's naturally kind of swift and quick. Um, obviously, reminds everybody of Nick Harris, but is coming in bigger than Nick Harris did. So I think that's something to take into account. Um, they got him what rated five hundred plus. Um, yeah, I think. 527, position 23, state 6, and I think that's a critically under-regarded. <laughs> I just think recruit. also, I think also to look at look at where he played. So he played some football. Um, um, and, uh, you know, having that exper- uh, experience and then also having connection to current players on our team as well. Um, keeping that pipeline going strong down there in AZ. Um, SAG U to, to UW is looking strong with uh, Parker's commitment there too. Yep, absolutely. Um, go ahead, uh, if it's cool with you, we'll, we'll walk in, switch over to another early enrollee, or, or not an early enrollee, uh, but one of our junior, co- uh, junior college transfer out of Cerritos College in Norwalk, California, Demario King uh, as a safety. Uh, I think of the junior college prospects, I think he's nationally ranked number 80, uh, position 12, uh, and state 13. Your thoughts on, on what you see from DeMario? I think I think one thing is that's really cool is um, we went the JUCO route, which we rarely see kind of um, from any class. Um, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then also, I'll say uh, he kind of reminds me of, um, I feel like he's definitely going to be an impact player, an immediate special teams uh, player. And um, kind of having some of that um, Ezekiel Turner kind of feel and element to the to the team. Um, they've got him listed at linebacker, even though he played safety. Um, so I think they're going to rely on him being the thumper and rely on his aggression, um, make him play a little bit more downhill, put some weight on him. Um, super confident in our SNC team to put weight on kids. So I really, really like his physicality first and then also his physical measurables. And he's able to kind of move at 6'3", 205 already. Um, so... Early enrollees, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna definitely put on some weight for sure. So, yeah, and I think it's a good time to mention that that that, that strength and conditioning staff under Coach McKeefrey is doing work. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that I forgot to mention when we were talking about Parker, but I think it was I don't remember whether it was a tweet or whether it was in one of the the Huskies Twitter Spaces um, that uh, his dad had said that like even in the what four weeks that Parker's been up here. He, his dad sees a noticeable difference mm-hmm. 
in his physique. Um, we, we, we talked about what kind of went under, under the last SNC staff, uh, last pod, and I don't want to rehash that, but, but I do want to recognize that, that Coach McKeefrey and, and, his, and his group is getting it done. All right, into the, the guys that signed uh, this week, and a guy we've, we've talked about quite a bit, uh, Ryan Otten out of Tumwater, uh, national two, top 250, uh, I think nationally ranked 10th as the tight end, uh, and the fourth best player in state, uh, according to, to 247. Um, the, the shorthand is, dude just runs like at, at his size. <laughs> that guy's a gazelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's a, he's a gazelle on steroids. But he's a gazelle. <laughs> I think it's really, really important that um, that his background at Tumwater is is blocking, um, and then he's got pass catching, um, athletic ability. So he was kind of forced to do something that uh, his his kind of build and physique is kind of meant for the opposite version of. And I think that's going to really benefit him. I think if you look at a player like uh, UCLA's Greg Dulcich. That's who he kind of reminds me of, that long striding kind of big body. Dulcich left, I think, 245, 250, so you don't have to put on a ton of weight. You know, I'd say 15 to 18 pounds in his collegiate career, and he's a legit uh, first, second team, all Pac-12 potential, um, all, uh, all-American all honorable mention type, third team type thing. Um, so I definitely feel like he's got a high ceiling. Um, so, Yeah, and, and I think that that's a key difference in – um, I, I certainly think if you go back and look at some of Fresno State's film, like I think what you're going to see out of our tight ends is going to look a lot different than it has in the Peterson Donovan. I don't think you're going to see us getting guy the tight end positions unless they just are kind of those the, the rare the rare humans that that can carry 270, 280, and still move. Um, I think you're going to see more guys in that weight range uh, maintaining. Like there's a ton of shifting that the that DeBoer and Grubb do in their offense. Mm-hmm. And the inline smash mouth blocking is, is going to be less prevalent or is going to be less of a need out of our offense going forward. And the mobility uh, is a, is a, is a more key factor. Uh, a more recent commit, uh, And I, I have watched his film. I haven't watched it recently because of the winding road that his recruitment took. Um, but super happy to get another in-state guy into the fold in Tristan Dunn. Um, as a safety out of Tom, uh, Sumner, Washington at uh, 6'3 and 190 pounds, uh, a national top 500 guy, uh, I think 39th overall as a safety prospect and, and the seventh best prospect according to 24-7 in state. Your thoughts? Um, uh, press conference, DeBoer said that Dunn was the first name on his desk. That's a pretty pretty interesting statement. It kind of makes me mad at the last regime, but that is what it is. Um, Item number f- 6,724 <laughs> <laughs> for, for that instance. <laughs> Man, dude, count them up, add them up, stack them up. <laughs> but uh, uh, done very, very physical, um, so kind of like King. I feel like he, he comes in kind of a hybrid player. Um, and I think the way his body naturally fills out um, is going to determine where we play him. I think he's got a lot of range for his size, but also um, I think coming downhill and taking proper angles, um, 
on like screen alleys and bubble alleys and things like that it is going to be his forte, just playing downhill. So I think you look in the mold of Dom Hampton and Jacoby Covington and maybe even a Cam Fab and just that's that's what I would kind of um, say his comp is. And then also just culturally uh, snagging up a, a former air and FSP guy. Um, and, you know, a lot of people say that, hey, you know, we don't have we, we don't have a uh, we're not recruiting Washington well, et cetera, et cetera. But this is a, a something to go to show that we're snatching some of the best players out of our state. So we're fixing well, and at least that the staff is making an effort to fix mistakes made by that previous regime uh, without going into the whole <laughs> that whole mm-hmm. conversation. Uh, moving on down the list uh, to a player that we, we've certainly talked to, I believe, uh, and, and we talked with uh, our, our occasional correspondent, uh, Roman Tomashoff, about, but uh, Lance Holtzclaw out of Desert Ridge in Mesa, uh, 6'4", 290, or 6'4", uh, edge player, uh, ranked 668 overall, uh, 46th uh, at the position, and, and 7th in the state of Arizona. Your thoughts on Lance? Um, I just really like the upside here. Um, now I'll say it's going to be, it's going to be a real, real challenge for, um, I'd say the people, his handlers, um, his position coaches to really hone in on a, a, a specific skill set. Um, cause it, he kind of reminds me of Ariel Nada where it's mm-hmm. like, it's, he's just so reliant on how his body feels out to determine where he can play. Yep. And I will say athletic enough to play edge, athletic enough to accidentally bulk up and be a D end, um, athletic enough to bounce and be, you know, one of our linebackers as well. So I think his measurables and then just the kind of that put that we've been kind of snagging and people like him, people like Himes um, on the edge, um, kind of having that bend, natural twitch and things like that. Not not ranked high, but I think if you just look at the skill set and um, what he's naturally able to do, you get some good weight on him, and and he can be a, a real big impact player for us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, coming back locally to a receiver out of Emerald Ridge, uh, Denzel Boston, a 6'3", 180-pound receiver. Uh, take it away. Oh, same thing, man. I'm just real, real big for for uh, a lo- making a local statement. Another FSP guy, so I don't want to <laughs> hear about how we're not going after them, um, you know. So another FSP guy, but reminds me a lot of um, of Jermaine Curse um, that was that was mm-hmm. here before, uh, prior. Just kind of that uh, wide out that knows how to use their body. They naturally have a big frame. So um, um, somebody said. Uh, said us uh, we're going to remind us of david boston once these guys get their hands on him and i don't think he's going to get that big uh but uh from a house that would be da- uh at uh that would be mckeefrey putting um if the the number <laughs> if he's coming in at 180 uh david boston at the end was uh, at about 240 and i that would be uh, by my math, sixty pounds onto a receiver, and that's and that's <laughs> that not might be a little excessive, and that's not happening. But I will say, uh, just a small deviation. Uh, go ahead and peek at at Rome's physique right now. Rome looks like a monster, uh, but um, but to but to Boston, I think he's going to have that uh, that impact, that fifty fifty ball receiver that we're kind of lacking right now. Um, mm-hmm. We obviously got the season to prove it with targets and things like that, um, getting more reps. But he provides that uh, for us, that fifty fifty target big body guy yeah, yeah. Uh, another one that's uh, uh, and I don't remember whether yeah I think Dunn is the most recent 
commit for the class, the one that was just that just preceded him, uh, Javion Green out of Lamar in Houston, a six one, one hundred eighty five pound safety. Um, I I heard a lot of a, a talk about um, him being referred to as DB. So I don't know if that means that they're planning on using him on the outside or planning to use him as safety, but I think he's going to be a true cover guy, unlike the other two listed safeties in the class. I think he's going to be yep. somebody they're going to use um, and try to be um, try to utilize his versatility, um, kind of like w- the way that Lake and Co. did to, to everybody, really. So look at Jacoby's experience um, in his first year or so, and you'll kind of get a you'll kind of get a point of what Javion's role will be. Um, throw him on the outside in the spring. Oh, it works. Well, let's keep him out there. Uh, give him reps at Husky on scout team. Oh, shoot, it works. Keep him in there. So I think he's going to get a ton of reps everywhere. Um, yeah, so uh, big big body too. Big DB as well. So we're keeping that keeping that going for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Keeping that length going for sure. Um, that looks like it's here to stay too with all the offers uh, going out as well. Yep, and then... Uh... Uh, we'll give these guys a big shout out for for jumping into the spaces. Uh, uh, twin brothers uh, at, and defensive linemen out of uh, Fordson in Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, we'll start with uh, Armand Parker, uh, listed at six four two seventy. What did what did you think when you looked at uh, Armand's film? Um, I just think size is is the main thing here. Um, just having natural size and natural strength. Um, and, I, and there's also uh, in both, I'd say, some na- a lot of natural quickness. Um, Armand's a little bit more uh, quicker footed, uh, might be a little bit more disruptive, um, might might get on the field a little bit earlier. But um, just speaking to to both of them, I think snagging snagging two um, prospects out of the Midwest, something I can't tell you when the last time has happened. Um, no matter the our ranking, last right? win- our last letter winner from Michigan was in the 1930s. See, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And he's the only one. <laughs> I, and how the heck did you know that? That's crazy. That's that's dope. I, it, uh, I, I didn't. I I saw it on Twitter and it stuck in my brain for a week and a half. I can't <laughs> claim that I'm some research guru. <laughs> yes, you can, Lily. Yes, you can. Not like some of these other people out here, though. Oh my, oh my lord. Who who don't know uh, how to do research? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but speaking to speaking to both of them, um, I think just getting big bodies. This this uh, class is very important. Um, we gave um, Malo a hard time for not taking any D, D linemen in one of his classes, and it's just kind of like messing with the bodies in the room. And mm-hmm. even if you guys don't agree with who who we ended up closing, um, at the end of the day, like you guys you can't have to take realize, a donut in a class. You just can't ex- do it. Exactly. And then it, people don't realize the value of the strength and conditioning staff and like how much they mold bodies and create plans for them on the field, you know. And so I think that's very important. And you're coming in six four two seventy already. Like that's a that's a big kid that can easily play early just off the strength yep. of having the size. We saw that with Kowal uh, last year. He just physically had the size already to compete and they didn't have to worry about that part. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, we'll get into the transfers. I don't know. Uh, no disrespect to, to, to specialists, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you did. I certainly didn't. Ha- I, I, didn't. I haven't been able to watch much film, but uh, punter Kevin Ryan uh, transferring over from Idaho State, uh, a guy whose film I did watch, and I am super excited about what he's going to bring to the linebacker room uh both in terms of the way he plays the game and his energy and the leadership that he will provide 
uh, Cam Bright coming over from Pitt. Um, it, it, you want to talk about that that attitude that we, we we talked about it pretty much every pod that we talked about the defense missing the attitude, missing the uh, or or at least that the, the previous staff was not willing encouraging. to encouraging <laughs> playing with with some swagger and some fire and some energy and and some nasty. Uh, uh, I I, uh, I see a lot of that in, in the highlights that I've seen from Cambrite. What do you think? I think when you uh, when you have a hashtag winners win, um, I think that's a that's a pretty big statement to the guys uh, that are bringing that you're bringing into your program and what their mindset is. And Cambrite fits right into that. Um, I think he reminds me a little bit of, and I, I'm kind of going modern guys here, but uh, but Keyshawn Bieria, just even mm-hmm. even with with the size too, Keyshawn wasn't the biggest yep. initially. Put on a bunch sure. of weight when it was just when it was just kind of him and Azim was gone. But I feel it's very that this is a position of need, and we were kind of like wondering who we, would we be able to fill in here. Um, Carson uh, Bruner really showed out um, and, and showed himself, but you still need depth. You know what I mean? You still need the special Absolutely. teams ace. And I think Cam, uh, Cam Bright, as well as uh, Eddie in the middle, is is going to be real, real stout. Um, and you, you, and to mention his mentality, uh, we saw on the sideline him throwing punches with his own player and things like that. This was also a NFL um, radar type guy, so uh, yep. could definitely. I feel a lot rare here. Yeah, I feel a lot better about the depth at that position with Cam coming in. Um, just in a lot of ways, it gives if. Got you know I, I think we saw great things out of Carson this past season, but if Carson happens to have any kind of a sophomore slump, um, we saw mm-hmm. arguably I think you saw Eddie's play play take a little bit of a step back last year. Um, it it's it's a good you know with uh, with Toop coming off of the Achilles, you know it may take him still some time to to get back mm-hmm. into the swing of things. Um, you know the 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 jury's still out a little bit on on Haimuli. Um The more you know, the more proven players, the more proven commodities that you have in a room, the better your team is going to be overall for sure. I'll I'll also say uh, just um, everybody fell in love with Buki's energy um, last year, That's and obviously point. we would have loved to have a, have a better season. But not only did Buki come and bring an attitude, um, a personal attitude about him. He brought a winning attitude coming from a winning yep. program, and Pitt just had a very dominant season in their conference. So I think you're bringing a lot of experience, and not only experience, but exactly, but winning experience. And I think you can liken the situation to what Buki did for us as well. Yep. Uh, and then uh, a transfer from uh, New Mexico, the New Mexico State Aggies at running back, uh, uh, Aaron uh, Dumas. Uh, I haven't had a chance to dive deep on his home, but uh, so I will yield you the floor completely. Um, so I was really digging deep on uh, Dumas, and I kept watching game after game. I, I saw his end of the year stats. I think he had 600 plus yards as a true freshman, and any true freshman around the country would love to kind of have that that amount that amount of opportunity. So him getting that opportunity, even at even if it's at New Mexico, means that he's good as a true freshman. Um, but I was looking for um, a special trait, and I just kind of didn't necessarily find it. But I will say that um, him as a pass catcher, um, him as putting, a, a, would say, one cut and go, where we have kind of um, a lot of people stuttering their feet at the line, he's he's kind of he fits really, really well schematically. Um, the zone blocking scheme um, is going to be perfect for him up here. Um, so 
I think I think I would say to expect him actually to get a, a ton of reps early, um, especially with Richard Newton out. So that's I'd nope. say that's an impact transfer right along with Bright. Nice. Yeah, no, it's again, depth and particularly proven at the college, you know, at the college level is a good thing. I think that's going to be a really intriguing room um, to, to watch. Um, moving on down the list. Uh, here's one we get to celebrate just uh, a, a year removed from when we were hoping it probably should have happened, particularly after uh, Emeka Egbuka uh, elected to go to Ohio State. Um, somebody might have been asleep at the switch. <coughs> Junior. Uh, Junior. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Junior Adams. <laughs> um, but uh, let's not take the moment away from uh, from Junior Alexander uh, coming uh, back up back home from uh, from ASU. Oh man, that's Sub K's favorite guy right there, man. Um, I'll say, man, just being able to re- reunite all of these kids. Um, you know, Jabez, Sam, even a little bit of savvy in there. Um, this was an awesome thing. Um, we got Micah coming up from Kennedy Catholic as well, and this is a huge play on uh, future relationships and developing those locally. Another local guy that was a four-star recruit coming out, and um, I don't know um, if, if he's going to make an immediate impact, but what I do know is I do know that this system uses seven-plus receivers um, getting 10 to 15 sna- uh, snaps. So I know that they use uh, – you know, Ty Jones went down there and was wide receiver four, five, six. So I know for a fact Junior is going to get some targets in some games. Um, I think he appears in more than the uh, more than the um, allotted uh, four games to maintain redshirt. Um, so I think he's going to make immediate impact, just like uh, the previous two uh, transfers. For sure. Yeah. Well, and and I and certainly we talked about it a little on either the first episode after DeBoer was hired or the one we had a week and a half ago time is a a flat circle for me right now (laughs) (laughs) i don't know where where we are when we are Uh, i think that's been the case for about three years it's february it's february it's hashtag covid you know or just (laughs) a three a three-year pandemic um but uh yeah you know all great points and uh and super excited uh well and what i was gonna say now that i can i i caught the train that i was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> trying to catch where I was going. Um, like, this is a system that, like, they use a lot of receivers because they mm-hmm. run routes down the field. It's not just like, hey, run a button hook, run a button hook, run a mm-hmm. seven-yard in. Um, and you're going to see probably seven or eight guys catch the ball. And, you know, is to what I put money that Junior's going to lead the team in receptions or receiving yards next year? No. Could he get 10, 15, 20 catches? Absolutely. Uh-huh. And I think you're going to see a lot of guys that are going to be in the com- in that conversation. Um, and we and we talk about skill set. We talk about skill set as well. And this is another fifty fifty guy, another guy that you can toss the ball up and he can get up. Like we have a whole bunch like, of guys that exactly have a whole bunch no, of speed no more, guys. But like, I think well, Giles is the shortest guy in the room, uh, but he's got an elite, you know, a couple of elite, you know elite measurables in terms of his speed and quickness. Chavez uh-huh. isn't the biggest guy, but he's got what we you know we raved about it in the signing day pod last year about his uh, his rack ability or uh-huh. and, and his yak ability because of his wiggle. Um, but having length in that room and guys that can just go up and get the ball to your point. You can't have enough of those guys unless they 
unless they're just big and can't catch the ball, which is not the case for Junior Alexander or anybody <laughs> that we have in that room right now. It, it's a good thing to have. Uh, we'll keep moving it on. Uh, coming over from Georgia State, uh, we, we had a little bit of an interesting uh, exchange with, with Georgia State this year uh, in getting Jordan Perryman. Uh, so we got a corner from Georgia State, and our previous cornerback coach uh, went to Georgia State along with Rip, right? Yeah, that's where that's where they went. They went with Clay. Oh, I'm sorry, George from UC Davis. Yeah, he's UC that's Davis. That's my bad. Um, no, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, I'm just... logo confused. <laughs> <laughs> it, I was looking at it too, and I was like, oh dang, it looks exactly like the because it's like grayed out too. <laughs> it's grayed out, and I'm like, that's tr- oh wait, nope, never mind, it's not. Yeah, but and it I'm was UC Davis. Thing. It was UC Davis, Cali kid. Um, I think this is the player that has uh, that that jumps on the not just the CFR but the NFL radar. Um, this is definitely obviously a one and done season. I think this is a sixth year, fifth, sixth. I think it's the sixth year to be honest. Um, um, at the at the collegiate level, um, brings elite size. It was just uh, referenced by. I believe it was DeBoer um, as the – yeah, it was DeBoer as the pound-for-pound uh, pound strongest player um, on the team. So that says a lot about his work ethic and the work he puts in the weight room. Um, so with elite measurables for a corner, six foot 180, um, he's probably going to be a little bit bigger when season comes around and, and, and uh, more physically strong when the season comes around. I expect it, I expect him to be, to be honest, um, CB1, CB2, um, one of the next young men drafted out of the University of Washington. So – um, I'd say that would be praise. my man. Particularly I'll, I'll given t- the talent that's still in that room across Jacoby, across uh, you know Mish Powell. Shouts again for, yep. for the for for being on scholarship to Mish. Uh, Even Elijah Jackson, you know what I mean. And Elijah, Elijah shows a lot of savvy. Yeah, there's still a like there is still a ton of talent in that room. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and then finally, um, uh, a, a really. Um, I think if if he can stay healthy, I think it's going to mean a lot of really good things for us in this this coming season. The the quarterback coming over from IU uh, with experience at a board system and uh, and Michael Penix Jr. This is this is the ultimate wild card uh, here. You know what I mean? Um, in any type of uh, prediction for the season, I'm I'm gonna assume he doesn't make it through the season. But what I will tell you is is if he is able to make it through the season, um, this team is going to be a serious force and a serious problem. Um, not only does he have familiarity with the system, um, with, with the board system, um, he's in a conference, or he has the best weapons that he's ever had as well, you know, in a conference that isn't full of great defenses or de- uh, defensive backfields. So, uh, uh, other than ours, I would, uh, I would probably say far from good defensive uh-huh. great defensive backfields um and it is gonna get it's gonna get ugly soon if Pennix if Penix can um can take us to that next level so i think he's the the biggest wild card here i think he's the biggest get um he was obviously he was also obviously the biggest um player in DeBoer's network in regards to transfer portals um everybody was looking for and and myself as well um, was looking for bigger names in the portal, but it just looked like uh, this staff didn't have a crazy connections to players. And this, we got the best player that they have connection to. So, and it's quite a good one. So, yeah. And that's, 
and, and I will say, you know, I, I agree with you there that it's it's a big piece and, and probably the best player that they had connections to. But I, I definitely don't think we should be sleeping on Cam Bright or like Great. even coming from like and with what you were saying about Perriman being potential, you know, potentially the next corner drafted out of UW, like under the radar guys happen, like and guys, you know, guys pop unexpectedly. Um, but it's all for for Penix. I think it's a, it's all a matter of of health. The weapons are certainly there, and uh... and a a big thing we a big thing we mentioned as well is how he's just let um, also um, is invaluable in regards to moving the uh, the quarterback room along faster. Um, just with that familiarity, like I mentioned with Kalen DeBoer's system at Indiana when he had his biggest year. You know, um, just yep. passing that on to Sam, you know, like I mentioned before, they're both lefties. He can um, let Sam know what De uh, DeBoer wants in certain situations for, et cetera. I've executed this offense at a high level before. So even if he's not, um, you know, if he, even if he gets hurt and he's on a clipboard, Dylan and, and Penix are some some are two hell of player, hell of a players to be on, on QB. So for sure. For sure. I think that about covers. The recruiting class uh player by player uh we'll be back soon to talk more about the bigger things going forward into the 2023 class brand and perception and, and you know the, the big shifts and uh in philosophy that are clear um at, at a very soon to be later date uh do want to give meds basketball a big shout out there one on seven in a row now yeah they're, man they're cooking absolutely uh, they're cooking uh hood you got anything else you want to add before we we close it out last thing i'll say man is um, i know a lot of people wish they had more from the class or whatnot but i'd say we were we were nervous about touching 85 scholarships and it seems like we're there so i think that's something positive to take from this the board definitely salvaged the bodies that we needed um so that's a positive to take from this all right well that'll do it we'll, we will be back soon including uh whether in one big massive episode that we all cut together or a separate one uh another appearance from uh the infamous coker uh to talk about all things uw softball but we will be back on sound the siren very soon take care go dogs go dogs yes, sir